Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from this week's Source Weekly, Volume 25, Issue 49, dated December 5th. From our news desk, Berm Burden. City of Bend invests in more staff and equipment to stay ahead of snow removal. By Laurel Bronze. The first major storm of the season hit Tuesday, leaving many people with ice-encrusted snow berms blocking their driveways the day before Thanksgiving. But a new pilot project may make the berm burden a thing of the past, at least on major arteries in Bend, said Streets and Operations Director David Abbas. This is just one of a number of pilot projects the city is initiating this winter. After receiving numerous complaints from people blocked in by snowplow berms last year, the city invested in a snow gate that should arrive sometime this month, Avis explained. The gate attaches to the side of a plow, and operators drop it only when they move past driveways, so the gate can scoop up the extra snow and leave it on the other side. Gates have been used successfully in rural areas of the county, and the department has received great reviews from people who live in rural areas. Abbas explained to the Bend City Council November 20th. We can't drop it down and go for a long time, blocks or miles, but we think it will be effective, Abbas said. We're trying it out in an urban environment, intersections, driveways, bus stops, mailbox clusters, anywhere where we can keep from putting a big old berm in those areas. Councilor Bill Mosley said the snow gate might be particularly helpful for older people and people with handicaps because when they get plowed into their homes, they get trapped. Some neighborhood associations have volunteer and Good Samaritan programs organized to help people dig themselves out, and resources and contact information is available at bendoregon.gov winter. Also from our news section, My Mom, Ma Boyle. For one central Oregonian, she was more than one tough mother. She was her actual mother, too. By Nicole Vulcan. Kathy Degendorfer has made quite a name for herself in the town of Sisters, Oregon. She's a prolific artist, founder of the Roundhouse Foundation, which supports creatives and fellow artists, and a major benefactor to the Sisters Folk Fest. She's a wife, a mother, and a grandmother, and also the daughter of perhaps Oregon's most famous mother, Gert Boyle, who died November 3rd at age 95. Boyle, known in ad campaigns as Ma Boyle and One Tough Mother, served as chair of Columbia Sportswear from 1970 until her death. This week, Oregonians will gather at the Portland's Veterans Memorial Coliseum for Boyle's Memorial. If anything signifies the size of Boyle's influence on Oregon's culture, it's perhaps that her family had to secure one of the state's largest indoor venues to hold her memorial. A venue near the old Columbia Sportswear headquarters in North Portland wouldn't offer enough parking or space, Degendorfer said, so... The Coliseum, which seats 12,888, became the space selected. The family expects at least 5,000 to attend the memorial Thursday, which takes place from 10 a.m. to noon. That's what's kind of weird. It's that she's your mom, and you think of the impact that she has on you and your family directly, which was huge. But for so many people, she really was an icon, Degendorfer said. The fact that she stood up for herself as a woman in the 70s and brought that company back she kept a lot of jobs for people. To know Boyle's story is to be indoctrinated into Oregon lore. 
Boyle and her family fled Nazi Germany and eventually landed in Portland, where her father founded the company that would become Columbia. Boyle's husband, Neil, eventually took over the company. During those days, Degendorfer recalls how Boyle, then a stay-at-home mom, was a de facto designer for the company, including designing a fishing vest called the Steelheader in the family's living room, the first vest of its kind, Degendorfer said. She was a person who, even early on, would always try to learn and do different things, with her reluctant children in tow. I remember she took a hat-making class at the YWCA. She had to leave because I was throwing a fit. So even though she was a strong person, she was still a mom first. Next up, from Chow, our food section. Fermented Hot Sauce Made in Bend by Nicole Vulcan. Probiotic drinks and supplements are all the rage these days, and now two Bendites are bringing hot sauce into the fold. Drayson Helberg and Bud Torkum are the creators of Habit Hot Sauce, which is beginning to hit shelves around Bend. The hot sauce is made in small batches and is fermented instead of cooked, meaning the sauce, packaged in earth-friendly glass bottles, needs to be stored in the fridge. Ingredients in the first flavor, habanero hibiscus, include merkin, a rare spice from Chile, as well as organic and non-GMO peppers sourced from Central Oregon farmers. While it's not overly spicy, the flavor is delightful. If Caribbean hot sauce and hot wing sauces got married and had a baby, this would be what it tastes like. I loved it, putting it on everything that calls for spice. The guys behind Habit plan to release a new flavor, blueberry habanero, sometime this month. For now, find the original Habit at several local restaurants as well as Newport Avenue Market and Terrebonne Thriftway. In the refrigerated section, of course. And finally, Avid Cider launches apple-based seltzer. Avid Cider Company is branching out to a new product using the same core ingredient featured in its ciders. Avid launched Seven Peaks Hard Seltzer this fall, featuring alcohol derived from Northwest apples. The resulting flavor is a bit more apple-y than other seltzers you might have tried. Flavors include Raspberry Cosmo, Mandarin Greyhound, and Tropical Smash each sweetened and colored with natural juices, and with cans featuring the Seven Peaks of Central Oregon. Check out Seven Peaks' Facebook page at Seven Peaks Hard Seltzer for info on local athlete Emily Kitty's Seven Peaks Challenge achievement, in which she ascended all Seven Peaks, Broken Top, South, Middle, and North Sisters, Mount Washington, Three Finger Jack, and Mount Jefferson, before sipping a cold seltzer at the summit. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.